everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Friday edition of The Drive and a special edition of The Drive as uh, we're on the road. We're on location at Sky Bar. Yeah, how, how about it, Bill? It's great to be uh, out of the studio for the first time in a, uh, in, in a while, and, we, and we, are, we are thrilled to be in the, uh, in the friendly confines here near, uh, near the corner of Mag and, uh, and Wright Street. Uh, just uh, just steps from. I mean, you, you got you got a just over your shoulder. You got a shot of Tumor's Corner here, right? I mean, you, you oh can yeah, see absolutely. And, and your and your office as well. If you look, I'm about the, equidistant uh, between uh, Tumor's Corner in, in and the office. other direction. Yeah, and right. and any any time we can do the show uh, where it's uh, where 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 it's it's easy for Bill to get to from work. Although today of all days, uh, you didn't get no work. man. It's Friday. I, I had some things to do. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't quite come to work like this there are lots of other days though where you could just walk right oh, that's over true. from uh, from, no, from that, the uh, that's, from, that's from the park well time. yeah if it weren't summertime we've got a lighter schedule so so uh yeah I, I took advantage went home got some work done hit the pool here i am ready to go man Look, so, looking forward to it so it's it's a loaded weekend at sky bar they got blackberry breeze and plato jones tonight they got jason jones and the ed williams duo going tomorrow they're also i think this is this is really the reason why we're here they're open tomorrow night and sunday night for the auburn baseball games you can come here if you're looking for somewhere to watch the 9 p.m start for the auburn baseball game tomorrow night come to sky bar they're going to have it on every tv in the whole place uh, including the second floor. They got the projector on the second floor that's going to have it. It looks like weather's going to cooperate tomorrow night here from, from what I understand. So if you're looking, looking for somewhere to, uh, uh, to check out the, uh, the game, I know it's, a, it's an unusual start time for an Auburn baseball well, game. Well, it is. Auburn doesn't usually play on the West Coast. But I if mean, it's, that, that's the thing. It's 7 o'clock out there. Now, the thing that uh, could be interesting is I'm not sure how the weather's going to cooperate in Corvallis, Oregon. That's right. It seems like an increasing... There's a, there's a, yeah, there's a decent chance of rain out there. Increasing chance of rain in Corvallis, which would certainly disrupt the, uh, you know, the, 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 the flow of the game tomorrow night. And, you know, a delay would be unfortunate with such a late start time. But if you're looking for somewhere to watch the game here in town with a bunch of Auburn fans, uh, come out to Skybar. Uh, tomorrow night, and we're here for the uh, uh, we're here for the uh, you know to, to to let you know about the uh, the watch parties they're they're doing for Auburn baseball uh, tomorrow night and Sunday night, and of course if there's a game three, they'll do it on Monday night as well. But the, but but the, uh, Saturday and Sunday night uh, for sure, and and also uh, Skybar is going to be open at seven. So if you're downtown anyway for the uh, for the summer night. Uh, downtown Art, Art Walk. walk. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what what better place to come in and grab a cocktail uh, for the uh, you know for, for the uh, for the Art Walk? So lots of uh, I have a lot, lot of people coming downtown. Uh, oh, yeah. for, you know It'll tonight. A good crowd t- good tonight crowd for the tonight. Art Walk. They're blocking off uh, parking at five o'clock. So make accommodations accordingly. You're not going to be able to park in uh, in the We're downtown. Not going to be able to park 
right downtown. Street parking. Street right. parking downtown is going to be blocked off for the Art Walk, but this thing's always a good time. Bill, I know you've been before, and uh, oh, yeah. we're going to have the... Uh, we have the station jambulance and some uh, Auburn Network uh, personnel uh, here downtown as well. So, uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff going on this weekend in Auburn and uh, involving the Auburn baseball team up in Corvallis. Uh, come, uh, come, come to Skybar, hang out. And you were saying uh, yesterday that uh, they're gonna they're gonna do it again Sunday. That's right, Saturday and Sunday. They don't usually open on Sunday nights unless it's a special occasion mm-hmm. uh, here at Skybar. But the uh, uh, the Auburn baseball uh, game two of that series, nine o'clock. Uh, the start time on Sunday night, and they'll have that on all the big screens as well on uh, on Father's Day, uh, right? A special, uh, spe- special? No, no. Father's Day's next week. Is that right? The nineteenth. Oh, that's right. I, for some reason, I thought I was I thought it was this coming Sunday. Uh, the the birthday uh, this week threw me off on the uh, on the on the on the Father's Day uh, festivities. But uh, uh, no, it's uh, uh, no. So so Skybar will have Sunday. They're going to be open game two of the of the series and you can uh, you can see it on, on all the big screens on sunday night as well right here at skybar so uh yeah we are here uh we we'd uh, uh we do need to take care of some uh, some other business hour number one of the drive brought to you as usual by our friends at kia of auburn on south college and kia of auburn.com kia of auburn where you're always number one and also the sponsor of our hotline where you can join us uh, with your calls, questions, comments, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334 like five. dramatic pause? Yeah. I had a split second. It was like, okay. Make Wait, sure you're, you're thinking right. about the old number? All right, 334-564-1840 is the number to text if you'd like to reach the show that way. The drive text <sighs> box presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Of course, you mentioned the uh, Super Regionals. They are underway. One game final uh, at East Carolina as the uh, the Pirates uh, take a one nothing lead over Texas with a 13-7 win. Man, usually you would think, you know, first game of a Super Regional, you're going to throw your aces. Uh, but that's a lot of runs for an opening game of a of a super regional. And not, nothing new, Bill. East Carolina is one of those teams where maybe they're not in a Power Five conference and a name brand in every single sport, you know, powerhouse athletic department. But that's a baseball program that knows what it's doing. Uh, they've had success in the uh, in, in the postseason before. Played a great elimination game on Monday against. Uh, against Coastal Carolina uh, to decide. And there's a bit of a, r- a rivalry there. East Carolina and Coastal Carolina uh, tend to uh, uh, they, they tend to collide in a lot of sports. Uh, but that was a uh, yeah. I think I think East Carolina is a dangerous team in this field. Not surprised to see them take game one. The uh, other game, a game underway, Oklahoma at Virginia Tech, and uh, the Sooners up five nothing uh, as they approach the midpoint of that ball game. So uh, that that would be huge if if uh, you know the road team. Well, whoever wins the first game at a best of three is in great shape, but uh, that that would really be big if Oklahoma gets the win there in game one. And then you've got two games tonight involving SEC right. teams, uh, both both on uh, on national television, both at home, both at home. Tennessee hosting Notre Dame. That game is actually uh, going to start before we're off the air on ESPN two. Uh, if assuming, I mean, it's going to follow Oklahoma Virginia Tech. Yeah, I don't know that this game is going to be over. 
by 5 o'clock. So when, when Oklahoma-Virginia Tech ends, right. I don't know how long they'd hold Tennessee-Notre Dame. Well, um, you know what? Starting. No, no. The Oklahoma-Virginia Tech's on ES- Well, no, you're right. They're both on ESPN, too. On right. So, so they might hold, so, they, they hold Tennessee-Notre Dame for a little while. Or they may, may start it on, on news or on you. The news, on, on, like on the, they do on the a U. lot of the time. Could, could start yeah. it on the U or something. So, uh, uh, but, but I would watch for... Uh, Tennessee Notre Dame tonight. That that should be a really good game in a in, in a series with a lot of interest. Tennessee fifty five and seven, the favorite to win it all. Maybe not the overwhelming favorite, but but the I mean they're they're the team I think most people would peg as the favorite right now. Well, number one team in the field. They are the only team that I I would say would be, it would legitimately be a disappointment if they don't win. I don't mean two fans who don't like Tennessee. I mean, they are the overwhelming favorite here. They've been number yep. one for so long. They put up video game numbers. You know, uh, I think it's still the case. They have hit more home runs than they have allowed earned runs. Is that an unbelievable That's number? Crazy. That That's is crazy. That is unbelievable. That's insane. It, I mean, they... They may have they may have finally had the earned runs past that's, that, but I mean just to be one of those, in that that's one of those Barry Bonds two thousand three stats where you have to like wait a minute that's is that is that right like he, yeah. he had more he had more walks he had more walks than the he had more walks than the AL Central you would like, think you sure? well maybe the only way that could happen is if they're the worst fielding team in the history of the game and they're probably not. they're not they're not so they're not um, so Tennessee Notre Dame tonight the only reason I I wouldn't go so far as say overwhelming favorite just because there are well they. Uh, Gods. I mean, uh, here, here's here's what I was getting to. I, I heard this morning that you know Butch Thompson. We talked about Butch Butch's comments about its national championship or bust. And I heard this morning uh, that that it will be a disappointment. It will not. It will not be a successful season now if Auburn doesn't win the national championship. And it's like, shut up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand, and 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 I don't disagree with Butch Thompson saying that now that they're in a super regional. But that's the point. Like, that's the point that I made the other day. You don't make that comment in the preseason. You don't make it during the regular season. You make it when you're deep in the postseason is when you make something like that because that's what you want everybody on your team to be yeah. focusing on that. Not just getting to Omaha, but, I mean, there's so much that leads up to that, and in every sport. It's the right, so, mi- it's the right mindset. It's for, the right for the mindset players and for coaches. right now. And for the players and coaches. For right now. But, I mean, if you had that mindset in the preseason and you lost a series or two, it's very easy to then think, well, it's bust. Oh, certainly. No, and, and, and I think it's just like we were saying with basketball, there's the danger of, and Auburn hasn't come up short in the postseason no. in baseball. They're alive. They won the regional, didn't drop a game this past weekend in Auburn, and now they're playing uh, a game in, in uh, Oregon State uh, to go to uh, the College World Series. If Auburn were to come up short this weekend, just like with basketball, maybe there are folks that would want, that, that, would, that would let a disappointing end to a season cloud a remarkable regular oh, there, there would be a remarkable I mean, regular season and the thing season. is remember yeah one team gets to raise the trophy i and maybe it's just my mentality of like i think it's so easy and reactive and lazy to to do this 
Oh, who cares that you succeeded in the regular season? That's easy. Who cares uh, that you made it to a Super yeah, Regional or even to Omaha? It's easy to succeed in the regular season. Then why doesn't everybody succeed in the regular season if it's so easy? Uh, because they, they, in the regular they, they, they don't want the complaining of uh, yeah, almost. Oh, they don't want the no. pre- the, the, yeah. the unnecessary stress of like to yeah, dismiss. I don't think so. Oh, you, you got to do it in the postseason for it to be real. Look, it's great if you can win in the postseason, and that's how they decide the championship. But. When you're great in the regular season, it means something. And Auburn, this Auburn baseball team, was great in the regular season no matter what happens from here on out. But but my point was the one team that's in this that could feel like that, and it would be hard to argue, would be Tennessee after they dominated. I mean, they, they, yeah. they dominated everyone all year long. That's the one where you feel like, wow, if you don't win, it's a, it's, it's a legitimate letdown. How about this? Tennessee's the program left where – to drop this series would be crushing. Like, oh, yes. I, think, I think about the eight, the eight teams hosting this weekend. I think a lot of them, if they were to lose this weekend, you tip your cap, you say, hey, we had a great season. Even if you're Stanford, right? I mean, Stanford was so close to having their season end last weekend against Texas State. And Stanford's the, uh, the, the second... Uh, they got the second best odds to win it all after Tennessee right now. And, you know, if they were to lose this weekend, I think there'd be disappointment, but it's not crushing. It's not, oh, what a, you know, if Tennessee were to lose it to home, at home to Notre Dame this weekend, after the regular season they had, I think a lot of people yes. would say this is a a real disappointment of a, uh, you know, for, for, for because someone you so wonder, great in the You wonder, season. will they be this strong again? You know, if you don't, yeah. when, when, you, when you're so dominant and you don't win, you wonder if you're going to get that opportunity again. You wonder if anyone will be, will be quite as dominant uh, as, sure. as the Tennessee team we saw this, this season in the SEC. Uh, by the way, Virginia Tech with a two-run homer to cut it to 5-2 to hey. uh, in the Super Regional. You mentioned Tennessee-Notre Dame. Texas A&M-Louisville is the nightcap tonight. Louisville with an, with an unusual record. Uh, do you have Louisville? They have a tie. That's right. They have a tie, which you don't see very often on the uh, on the baseball no. diamond. Forty-two, nineteen, and one are the Louisville Cardinals as they go to College Station. And Auburn should at least have a tie from the uh, from Al- the from the Alabama game. How about this? Te- Texas A and M on the short list of the best teams the last two months. Yes, I mean so that's where if you, if you you know for the folks that would say. It's important to gain momentum towards the end of the season. Peak at the right time. Right. Hot team going into the postseason, A&M, no question. A&M would be one of those teams that yep. fits that bill. We'll see if the layoff. You know, we've talked about Auburn's layoff helping Auburn after. Not- helped, them, helped them when they were struggling a little yes. bit. When they lost three out of four to Kentucky. Definitely helped them to turn around. Now, can they maintain the momentum they had after the break following the regional and not playing again till Saturday night. I know that that's that remains to be seen, you know, how how these teams respond not just to the uh, higher stakes and the increased attention. Have you seen Bill? Have you seen the stories about tickets for Ole Miss Southern Miss? $500 is what keep, I heard Keep earlier. going. Keep. I heard er, well that was this morning. I heard there were $500. There's a Mississippi Today story. Rick Cleveland wrote it earlier today. Uh, about the demand for tickets for this, the Hattiesburg series between Ole Miss and Southern Miss. Uh, if I may quote from his story, Bill, quote, Tickets with a face value of $60 are going for as much as $1,800 on StubHub. The demand for tickets is far, far higher than the number of tickets available for sale. The capacity at Southern Miss's Pete Taylor Park is just over $5,000. It is estimated 
that they could sell 20,000 tickets this weekend per game if that many seats were available at their ballpark. I wonder how the... I don't know how it's done in Super Regionals. I know you have to have some tickets. Oh, they the, go they go into that for the visitors. Good, good. Because Keith, Keith Carter uh, explained. I later would say in the that they that there's no more than than twenty percent, and that seems like a huge amount the, in my mind. By NCAA rules, Ole Miss was allotted six hundred tickets to this baseball. All right, and, how, and what was the stadium capacity? Just under five thousand. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Just over Le- five thousand. So, so that's what I said. L- much less than twenty percent. That's twelve percent. Right? Yes. 600 of 5,000. Yeah, just yeah. over 10%. Yes. Yeah, it's 12%. So, uh, 600 tickets. 250 of those are for players and coaches' players, families. That's right. 350 were available to, to fans. The, to the 8,200 season ticket holders at Ole Miss. There were yeah. 350 tickets available this weekend for the, uh, for the and series. They're, and they're, and they're going to be people who are big time donors that are, are going to be getting a pair where they expect to get, you know, eight or ten. There were, there were nearly 4,000 requests for tickets to the Ole Miss office for those 350 uh, tickets that they had. Uh, yeah, do you think each one of those requests was for one ticket? I don't think so. I don't <laughs> think so, Bill. No. So, so, so a, I mean, a, a, uh, you know, a couple of spots where for a sport that maybe week in and week out isn't top of mind in, in the world of, uh, of, of athletics, but... When when college baseball gets going, I mean it's it's a I mean it's it's really something, and the atmosphere you're going to see in a couple of places, Knoxville tonight, obviously, I would think College Station's going to have something like that going, and then yeah, but I mean, see the reason that you had Southern Miss and Ole Miss because you have you know fans right there, so many fans in the state. I mean, how many of the other regionals really are featuring two teams that close in proximity? I I don't know. Um, that, that you've got anything even resembling the Ole Miss Southern Miss. Um, oops. Uh, tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, let's see. No, nothing. No. I mean, the closest. The, Arkansas, the, North Carolina. And what's that? What's, what's, Fayette, what's Fayetteville to Chapel Hill? A long way. I know. I mean, that's a long way. Now, they're going to make that drive. There's going to be a lot of Arkansas fans making that drive. But no, you're right. I mean, you look at the eight series. Yeah, I mean, Texas eight, at East Carolina, Oklahoma at Virginia Tech, Notre Dame at Tennessee, Louisville at A&M. That's today. Tomorrow, Arkansas at Carolina, in addition to the Ole Miss Southern. The two farthest. Auburn is not the farthest from its destination. Auburn, 2,700 miles from Corvallis. UConn, over 3,000 miles to Stanford. So, yes, yeah, obviously the hottest ticket has got to be and what's Oxford Ole Miss, what's Oxford, Miss. What's Oxford to Hattiesburg? An hour and a half? No, nah, it's probably two, a little longer two, than that. Okay. It's probably a couple of hours. But, I mean, think of all the Ole Miss fans there in central Mississippi. Yeah. And don't, don't forget, too, a lot of Southern Miss fans that are going to want to go to this game, too. Well, you know, no, that's they, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about. The Southern Miss fans are, are all over this because they really want to knock off Ole Miss, but I'm just saying there's so many Ole Miss fans that are right there, you know, around Hattiesburg. Oh, I know, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to, to this weekend in college baseball. Like Bill said, we have a final earlier today. Uh, East Carolina beat Texas in the first game in the, uh, in the uh, Greenville Super Regional. Oklahoma is leading Virginia Tech in the seventh inning. That game is leading up to Notre Dame-Tennessee on ESPN2 tonight, and then Louisville and Texas A&M on ESPN. Auburn and Oregon State tomorrow night, uh, live in Corvallis. But 
They're going to have it on every screen here at Sky Bar where we are doing the show today, and uh, and they'll have uh, yeah they'll, they'll have uh, the little watch party going for Auburn baseball tomorrow night. Auburn and Oregon State. Yeah, keep that in mind. We'll get to our first break of the Friday edition of the Drive. Uh, come on in and join us. Again, the Kia of Auburn Hotline, 334-321-1390 as we continue from Skybar. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Bill and Dan coming to you from Sky Bar. Uh, they're going to be opening tonight, what, at 7? 7, seven o'clock, yeah, do- doors at 7 for the um, for tonight's uh, Blackberry, Blackberry Breeze and Plato Jones on the, uh, on the stages uh, tonight. And then tomorrow night, doors, uh, I believe doors at 7 again for Jason Jones and the Ed Williams duo. And tomorrow night, the watch party going on. Uh, every screen in the house going to be showing the Auburn Oregon State baseball game starting at 9 o'clock. So if you're looking for somewhere to watch the Auburn Oregon State game, Skybar is going to have it on every single screen as the, uh, as the, as the Tigers uh, make the uh, long trip up to Corvallis. Uh, some, some college baseball news. We were just talking about this guy uh, last week when, when he had his team here at Auburn. His last game going to uh, go down as a football score-looking loss. As uh, no, no, I guess I guess he lost to UCLA in a much closer game. That's right. After that, and got eliminated. But Florida State firing Mike Martin Jr. today. Yeah, I mean, sh- shocking news. I mean, Mike the Martin. Man, that is that is a name. Yeah, that's that's been the name of Florida State baseball for decades. Yeah, the Martin dynasty. Mike Martin Sr. was the coach from, I mean, it was... Like 30 years. It was, was, 30, it? It was 30 years. Yeah, I believe that's right. Mike Martin Sr. was the coach from 60, uh, was, was the coach from 80 to 19. He was the assistant... Almost 40 years. 75 to 79. And uh, also, oddly enough, how about this? Mike Martin was the, base, was the basketball coach at Tallahassee Community College in 1971. I did not know that. That was his first job in coaching. Was he was huh. he was a basketball coach after he ended his playing career. He was a basketball coach at TCC. Pretty good community college for basketball uh, 50 years later. Some, some good players come through uh, TCC. But he, he got to Florida State as an assistant in 75. Was there from 75 to 79 as an assistant. Took over as the head coach in 1980. Left after the 2019 season. His son... Mike Martin Jr. took over after the 2019 season, and uh, and was just uh, was it it was three seasons plus the the canceled COVID year, right? Or, well, and, yeah, well, you get, you got half a season that year, so three and a half years, right? And and he's uh, he's let go after a, a disappointing finish to this year, but I mean they wonder, made they made a regional, but I mean, but, but that's I, not good enough. Yeah, but I mean, you, you, you wonder if something else is going on too, and it's not just based on performance for them to cut bait on. Someone with that kind of legacy at Florida State after uh, just a uh, j- just a, a, cu- a couple of years. Yeah, shocking, I mean, shocking news. Re- it, it really is. So, uh, so yeah, that's uh, um, that that is big college news. Um, while while we're still talking baseball, not good news for uh, for one former Auburn star 
and uh, number one draft pick, Casey Mize. He's, uh, he'd had some forearm soreness, and that's, that's a scary thing. And, yes, indeed, it's, uh, uh, it's, it's, it means Tommy John surgery is on tap for Casey Mize. As, as baseball observers, Bill, when we hear the word forearm oh, involving man. a pitcher, yep. you immediately think it's going to be 18 months before we see this guy on the mound yep. again. That's not always the case. But whenever it's going to be a year plus. But nowadays, whenever you, you hear Tommy John, when, when you hear a fo- when you hear a when you hear a forearm tightness or soreness yep. involving a tightness, pitcher, that's usually what tightness it is. Tightness is the word. In the forearm. Tightness in the forearm, and that's uh, that, that's usually the ulnar the ulnar collateral ligament. Um, uh, and it was uh, A.J. Hinch, the manager of the Tigers, who told reporters, Mize's ulnar collateral ligament is not torn, but it is stretched to such a degree that it no longer has elasticity. And so they are going to, which means I guess it's about to tear if he were to, right. keep, if he were to keep pitching if it's lost uh, its elasticity. Uh, disappointing news for the first overall pick in the 2018 draft and a, a team that had Casey Mize as part of their plan mm-hmm. to sort of pivot from a rebuilding team picking first overall in the Major League Baseball draft uh, to a team that can contend in the AL Central. Casey Mize could be part of that contention, but now he's going to probably uh, go through a year, year and a half of rehab. And he uh, he got off to a great start in the pros and then has had some struggles, but it's been physical problems for Casey, and, I, and I'm sure this this is a reason that he's, he's had some of those problems on the mound. Hey, I'll tell you what, really great year thus far for another former Auburn player. Garrett Cooper yep. is one of the top batters. I believe he's he's third or fourth in the National League in batting now, and it seems like every single day he has a multi-hit game for the Miami Marlins. And I, and I wonder, it seems like every year with Garrett Cooper, um, we Can wonder... Stay healthy. No, well, I was oh. going to say you wonder if the Marlins are sellers at the at the trade deadline, if there could be Garrett Cooper. That, that could be a lot. I mean, if he, there could, he be could bring a decent return. And for, for a team that seems to always be looking for how to replenish its farm system and stock with Their younger players. Their farm system's in pretty good shape. And, and, let, and let some of its uh, uh, future you know, players that are approaching free agency maybe uh, go, go play for someone else at the end of their deadline. I don't think it'd be a shock to see Garrett Cooper moved if the Marlins decided to start facing, uh, you know, to start thinking about 2023 and beyond. He'd, he'd be a player that could maybe fetch them, like you said, Bill, quite the return. And it'd be pretty cool to see Garrett Cooper on a contender this year, the way he's swinging this bat. If the Marlins, you know, he was a Yankee and couldn't stay move. healthy a few years ago. And another two-run homer by Virginia Tech, five to four. But yeah, back to uh, back to uh, Coop. I mean, he he's always hit. When he's gotten the opportunity, one of the problems has just been him staying healthy. The DH, universal DH, really helpful for a, for a, a few guys, including Garrett Cooper. Top 15 in the National League in OPS right now among the top, top five in batting. Top five in batting, one of the top, uh, and, and in the last uh, month, you know, maybe, maybe one of the top two or three hottest hitters. He's hit the, over the 400 entire, over the last month. In the entire National League. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Come on in and join us, 334-321-1390. That's the Kia of Auburn Hotline. Bill and Dan with the Friday Drive from Skybar.
continues. continues. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. And it is, uh, yeah, it, it is much more pleasant. We were talking about this during the break. I mean, it was a 90-degree day. I'll tell you, it, the, the sun was shining a few hours ago as I was out uh, working in the yard. Right now it's overcast. This is, looks like it's going to be a very comfortable evening for folks that are headed downtown for the downtown art walk. Yeah, we, we, just, uh, and we just, ran a, uh, just ran a spot during that break for the, uh, for the downtown art walk. We're going to have uh, station management and uh, sta- station personnel in the jambulance uh, position somewhere downtown expecting a good crowd. Already seeing some folks. Oh, yeah. There, uh, there, there are folks that, uh, as I was on the way in, there were folks that were parking, I think going ahead and uh, uh, setting out good parking spots and uh, and walking downtown, getting ready. Yeah, hope, hopefully weather cooperates for that. I know we've got um, well, we've we've got uh, later tonight into the early morning, maybe an increased chance of rain, but should be uh, should be really nice uh, for the uh, and, and and the weather should cooperate for the art walk. And like you said, not too hot. Not you know it was after uh, after not a hot nearly as humid. Yeah, it's and uh, there's a little nice little nice little breeze going here. We're uh, maybe that's just the fans above us but there's, well, yeah uh, <laughs> i mean but i know it's not as humid when i when i was walking across a little while ago and and so we're, we're at sky bar really promoting the uh the, the, the baseball watch parties tomorrow and sunday night they're going to be open with the baseball games on every screen if you're looking for somewhere to watch auburn's yeah, and uh, remember nine o'clock both nights that's now. right nine, nine o'clock starts for for both games uh auburn and uh oregon state uh but if you're coming downtown tonight for the uh for the art walk uh, Sky Bar's doors will be open at seven o'clock. They'll have the bars going, and uh, and yeah, maybe maybe drop in for a uh, uh, for a uh, a mid art walk cocktail, possibly from the uh, from the talented folks behind the bars here at Sky Bar. You know, if you're uh, if you're on your way in or or whatever, if you're wherever you are, we'd welcome your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn hotline three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Anything on your mind? A big. Football recruiting weekend. Auburn with another camp going on. I saw a post from Brian Matthews a while ago uh, talking about a couple of guys that had really stood out. One of them, uh, a local product from uh, from Lochapoca. And uh, um, obviously more official visitors coming in this weekend. So, you know, Auburn, Auburn looking to continue its push on the 23-24 prospects that are coming in uh, but but official visitors i think it's 10 official visitors coming in for the 2023 class so uh that you know I, like we were talking yesterday um th- that seemed really unusual a few years ago but now it's not at all i mean you only get 56 visits there are only 56 official visits that, that schools are allowed to have in a calendar year and Auburn's uh, already used close to 10, going to use another 10. It's crazy to think that they could be, you know, nearing the halfway mark before June is done. But with so many players wanting to make up their minds and uh, planning on graduating early and being able to enroll in January, you better be ready 
to be host, uh, hosting as many of the top prospects as possible here during the summertime. 334-321-1390, the number to dial. Let's get to Jerry, who's on the line. What's up, Jerry? Hey, how are y'all? Doing all Good, right, Jerry. Good to hear from you. Uh, I've just got a quick baseball question. I'd like to know the, the career best records and the se- single season records for like home runs, batting average, and RBIs. All right. I know that uh, Gabe Gross hit right at 430. So, uh, and, and that may not even be the all time best batting average, but I know Sonny, Sonny Deshera trying to be the, um, the first 400 hitter since, since his hitting coach, Gabe Gross, our good friend here on, on the drive. Yeah, I'll, I'll yeah, see if I can no. find that. I don't have that right off the top of my head as far as like the, the team record. Single for... season home runs. Uh, there are a couple of guys. Paul Foster comes to mind. I'll pull, yeah, we can, we can pull up the, um, the numbers it's it's well over 20 and sunny sunny is um you know right at that mark now but i mean he oh. still get he still got a ways to go as far as all-time numbers you got to remember also uh there the you used to have the uh bigger difference in the the size of the bat and the weight you know you'd have lighter bats yeah. back um uh back in the days of you know just some unbelievable numbers, but yeah, we'll see if we can. We'll see if we can pull those up. Sunny is Sunny is really showing on the all-time records, which is something considering it's not the uh, you know it's not the same bats that those guys used to use. Well, uh, you know, my first thought was Frank Thomas. You know, I don't know. Yeah, Frank's batting average. Frank. Frank. Uh, all right, you ready? Frank hit a bunch of homers, but I think I'm I'm thinking like seventeen. What, what do we? I got like I got that. individual hitting records for the for the team, right? I got Auburn individual hitting records, like game, season, and career. What, what do you want? Home runs? You want? Uh, uh, hits? Yeah, he, well, he's looking for individual. All right, home runs. Uh, Hunter Morris in 2010 had 23 home runs. All right. That uh, is, according to the media guide, the that's team the record. That's the single season record? That's a, that's the team record for single season. In, in I a, thought Bo hit right around 20. Uh, career, uh, Josh Etheridge, 59 home runs, 95 to 98, mm-hmm. is, the, uh, is the team record uh, for, uh, for, for career home runs. RBIs, it is. See if I can find RBIs. Uh, uh, season, it's uh, Todd Faulkner in, uh, in 2010. Uh, had uh, 103 RBIs. Yeah, you're you're, see, you're seeing some some years. So a lot of the same years you're gonna, or, or when you're going to see some of the big batting numbers. Josh, Etheridge. nothing against these guys. They could they could swing the sticks. Josh Etheridge, career RBI leader for Auburn, 269 RBIs for Etheridge. I wonder on so uh, so Sonny. Yes, yeah, Sonny's you know single season wise, it's going to be one of the best seasons that Auburn that Auburn's seen. Still there, guess, still there, Jerry? Did we lose Jerry? Uh, Tim Hudson, didn't he finish right at 400? He finished, I think, I think, he, I think he finished 397 for yeah, some reason what is, what's, is what's sticking in my head. All right, guys, I'll let you go. Yeah. Enjoy your uh, show. Interesting, yeah, I mean, interesting that you mentioned that. Of course, uh, Tim, Timmy was the... Uh, uh, Golden Spikes winner. You had Hudson that. is on the uh, there, the Hudson is on a couple of records here. You've oh, got yeah. Um, what uh, what a, what an unbelievable year he had. How about uh, the Auburn single season record for multi RBI games belongs huh. to Tim Hudson. Twenty nine multi RBI games 
in 1997. He's um, yeah, and and, and there's uh, well, the the I looked in batting average, but the season. Uh, Paul Foster in 1985. Okay, Paul, Paul Foster. I was I, I, for some reason I. I Thought Paul had something to do. What did he hit? Four thirty-three. Four thirty-three. Nineteen eighty-five. Does it does it show what Gabe hit? I don't have Gabe. I mean, I could look up. I'll see if I can find the top tens here. I just have the I just have the all-time. Um, we got season top tens here. Season top ten batting average. Yes. Let's see what I can find here. Paul Foster hit four thirty-three in eighty-five. Jim Pyburn hit four thirty-two in nineteen fifty-four. Wow. Gabe Gross. Hit four thirty in two thousand. Todd Faulkner. I, next hit, time, next time, uh, you know, I never asked Gabe about that. I wonder going into the last game, what was he yeah. hitting? You know, I wonder was, <laughs> was it one of those Ted Williams kinds of things where you know he 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 needed to do something to set the record, or he already had the record, or or you know what? You know, it, how close was he, and what did he do in his you last know, once game? Once you're hitting four thirty, you know, I know, you know, you can start second guessing individual at bats to see if. How you could have gotten it to four? Oh, they should have called that a hit. There's no way that was an E. How you get it to four? How much difference would that make? Yeah, I mean, unbelievable. But uh, yeah, no, Gabe's uh, and also Gabe's second in uh, uh, on base percentage, single season to uh, Frank Thomas that same season. Five, how about a five thirty six on base percentage? Yeah, that's for, pretty uh, good. Gabe Gross, pretty good. I mean, skewed a little bit by the four thirty batting average. Still a five thirty six on base percentage. Good question from uh, our buddy Jerry. Yeah. So, do you have the? Um, the what are you have looking for? The individual, uh, the single season home run marks. Single season homers. Hunter Morris twenty three in twenty ten. Brian Fletcher twenty two in twenty ten. Yeah, I was going to say you'll see a lot of those same same years. And then Joseph Sanders as it makes an appearance in the top ten from two thousand nine, right behind him. Uh, let's see here twenty ten uh, home runs. Hunter Morris has the single-season team record with 23. Fletcher and Faulkner. Uh, Faulkner in 2000 at 22. Uh, Etheridge and Frank Thomas had, had 21. So Sonny has a shot here because he has 20. 20 Sonny has 20 home runs on the season. 20 right ties now. him for sixth uh, single season. Uh, Auburn is at, uh, yeah, sixth is the, is the mark with 20. Um, 97, Josh Etheridge had 20 homers. Todd Faulkner in, tw- in 98. Had uh, had twenty homers. Uh, Joseph Sanders and Frank Thomas each had nineteen homer seasons. That's what, yeah. And Tim Hudson had an eighteen homer season in nineteen ninety seven. That same year, he's at the multi RBIs mark. So uh, Sonny Deshera is uh, one homer away from the top five uh, single season, and uh, and he would need three to tie Hunter Morris, four to be Auburn's single season all time home run, four lead. to have more home runs than anybody's ever had in a single season right. in Auburn baseball. History, yeah, great, great call, Jerry. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Got some, got some clarification from Skybar Management um, tomorrow night. Uh, the uh, yeah, t- tomorrow night they'll they'll have the game on every screen. Uh, the game starting at nine Sunday. Doors are going to open at eight o'clock. No cover. Uh, nine p.m. Auburn, Oregon State on every screen for game two. And if there's a game three, they will be open and they will have game three Monday night. On all the screens as well. Not going to know the time. Yeah, we don't know the time. As we were saying yesterday, it's going to depend on what happens to the other games that are uh, starting, the other series that are starting Saturday. We'll probably know the time at the end of Game 2. If there's, yes. a, if there's oh, a Game yes. 3, they'll, they'll announce. Yeah, well, uh, well, Game 2 will be the last game right. on Sunday. So, so we'll find out Sunday night, but, but Skybar will be open Monday night. For game three, if there's a game three in this series. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Bill and Dan coming to you.
here on the uh, Friday edition of the drive. Yeah, I mean, some pretty impressive numbers, um, and, and that's good. Sonny's, uh, what was the all-time uh, on-base percentage? All-time on-base all percentage. All-time on-base percentage. Sonny, Sonny's share has got to be Where, where's Sonny at? 565. How about 568? Oh! Sonny's second. Yes. Sonny's yeah, got Frank, number. Frank Thomas, only a Hall of Famer. Nin- I mean, you know, 1989, Frank Thomas recorded a 568 on base percentage. That's the team record for single season. So Sonny is right there for the all time on base percentage. Gabe Gross second with 536. Yeah. So Sonny's ahead of Gabe, mm-hmm. and that's a uh, and that's a year Gabe hit 430 too. So I mean, you got a higher on base percentage yeah. than a guy who hit 430 uh, potentially. But uh, yeah, Sonny's remarkable season. Could find him. You know, looking in uh, a couple of these categories when you look at the the all time single season mark uh, for an Auburn baseball. player. I tell you what, Sonny Sonny Shera has, and and you know maybe we're a little biased since we get a chance to spend time with him every week. He he had he 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 has something for a slugger that um, you really like to see more you know more walks than strikeouts, and a lot more. He has 66 walks and had been hit by pitches Whoa. eight times with just 47 what, what, strikeouts. 66 walks. 66 walks. What? That that would put him second all-time single season in walks behind Frank Thomas in 1989. How many, how many big Frank has? 73. Okay. So a trip to Omaha, and maybe you're talking. Uh, you're right. Maybe you're talking about Sonny making a push for that category as well. Uh, Gabe Gross in 2059 walks, second all time uh, in an Auburn single season. So Sonny is Sonny is pushing or passing Gabe in, in quite a few. Sonny, Sonny has found his way categories. into the top three or even the top two in uh, in several categories. And like you said, big series this weekend, and maybe more baseball after that. And Sonny could find himself at the leaderboard in a couple of these categories. 334-321-1390, that Oklahoma-Virginia Tech game 5-4. I believe it's the bottom of the eighth uh, right now. I can see the score better than I can the inning. It is, in fact, the bottom of the eighth. Okay. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. Tennessee-Notre Dame to follow. They, they may be close yeah. to that 5 o'clock uh, first pitch. All right, we will uh, get to our final break of hour number one. Come on in and join us on the Kia of Auburn Hotline as we continue here with the Friday Drive from Skybar. Time to churn up some more yardage on the Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com and on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502 or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final segment of hour number one. Bill and Dan coming to you from Sky Bar Cafe here in downtown. Now, I don't think we've ever done the drive from Sky Bar before. Maybe, no, no, maybe no. Free. No, you and I haven't. Maybe, yeah, maybe before I maybe before I showed up that we've, we've been on location yeah. here before. I think it really, you know, they're not open yet, but still a real cool spot. Uh, to uh, to do the show here, nice visibility downtown. Oh yeah, happy the weather's cooperating, and and yeah, letting letting folks know that uh, they'll be open all weekend, uh, tomorrow night and Sunday night. Auburn baseball on all the big screens. You're looking for somewhere to watch Auburn and Oregon State. Come on by Sky Bar, and uh, and they'll have uh, uh, they'll have everything you need to uh, to check out the baseball game. Uh, yeah, Cor- uh, Auburn, Auburn, Oregon State out in Corvallis. Nine o'clock games each of the next two nights. We're keeping an eye on the uh, Super Regional where 
Uh, they're going to the ninth now, and uh, Oklahoma leading Virginia Tech in Blacksburg 5-4 in that Super Regional. Earlier today, East Carolina um, put 13 on the Longhorns, and they went at 13-7 in the first Super Regional of the day. Uh, again, anything you want to talk about uh, sports-wise, I mentioned a little while ago. I mean, it's it's a big football recruiting weekend as Auburn has, I believe it's 10 players that are visiting officially this weekend. Uh, let's see, I, I could pull up some of those. We're, you know, Justin Ferguson was talking about some of them yesterday. Got a large group coming in from Langston Hughes High School over in, uh, over in Georgia. And... Uh, um, you know that that is a school that has some some great players. Their their quarterback, who's a 2024 prospect, also coming in. Um, two players that Auburn really pushing for. I know that uh, Justin mentioned Keldrick Falk, the uh, edge from Highland Home. Uh, also coming in is uh, Hunter Osborne. Uh, at least he was expected to come in. Maybe uh, maybe that changed um, because I don't see him. I don't see him on the list of players who are in now. And that's another edge. And, boy, Auburn really, you know, these are these are players who will be seniors this year. So we're not talking about guys that would be able to help the team this year. But after this year, right now Auburn has the – if Joko Willis is moving to edge, as, as we've heard, that would mean Dylan Brooks, Joko Willis, that's it. That's all you have on the roster after Derek Call and Ekuliota are gone. Oh, after the season? Yes. Match? Oh, I mean, yeah. For That's all why the- it is critical that Auburn sign a few players who could line up and, and compete there. Now, now the hope might also be, I mean, yeah, look, regardless of what ends up happening after the season is over with, you know, with, um, you know, if, if you try to pursue veterans, to, to fill in and help out, you better has you better have some some young guys. Yes, you need you need young guys coming into the program. You want to be especially you, you can't you yeah you can't just be relying no. you know thinking oh every year we'll just we'll find somebody who's got experience to step in and and start. Well, and at that position, I mean that that's a spot where you you want guys that have NFL futures coming out of high school. The guys that are going to be impact draft picks at defensive end occasionally you'll get someone like that switching schools and going all right sophomore year i'm going into the portal and i'm going to play another but yeah they'd have to be somebody somebody who uh wasn't as highly touted generally and went somewhere and wants to move on that's a dangerous game to play as far as if if that's your if that's your plan so no i agree i think they need to be now the, the good news is if eculiota and Derek hall have the kind of season that people expect and they and they were to then parlay that into NFL draft success, maybe you would be able to sell to a defensive end somewhere. Hey, come to Auburn and fill in for replace. You know, follow in the footsteps of these guys that just went yeah, the NFL no, draft. Uh, that's the thing is, there's no guarantees that the, that the nope. guys are going to be there. There's no guarantee so. of that, and you need to be. And you know where you know where they are in high school eventually coming that's right to college football so you're right you need to be winning the battles at those positions especially right they're pass rushers you, you need to be getting those guys coming out of high school 
to, uh, to, to, make, to make an impact on your roster. Yeah, you're right. Uh, we're approaching our top of the hour break. Again, we're at, we're at you Sky usually, Bar. You usually know with guys like that, too. That's a, I mean, sometimes a pack pressure will take a really long time. But remember, Derek Hall started the Iron Bowl right. as a true freshman. Right? Like, there's sometimes a, a big pause on a puppy, right? Like, you'll see it and you'll, oh, that, that guy. Yeah, the old dog's going to bite. He'll do it as a puppy. That's yeah. right. All right. Selling Rob. That's right. Well, I know where he got that one from. That, that's, that's a coach yeah, guy. Yeah. All right, we're halfway done here on the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan at Sky Bar. Taking your calls, questions, comments on the Kia of Auburn Hotline. We'd love to hear from you. 334-321-1390. W294AR Auburn. WGCCHD3 Waverly. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. ESPN 1067. A broadcast service of Auburn Network Incorporated. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Friday Drive. Bill and Dan coming to you from a Sky Bar downtown, a special edition of the Drive. Yeah, really nice to be out here in the uh, in the in the covered uh, yet open air. Uh, you know, it's a patio area here at Sky Bar, right on the corner of uh, uh, Magnolia and Wright Street, just steps from from Tumor's Corner. Now we, we may let we may let some people know. I mean that they're. they're there, there are people that are that are downtown. You know, I would imagine uh, a little here early uh, for the uh, downtown art walk, which is uh, going to get underway think, at six o'clock. You think I should get behind the bar and start start uh, getting making drinks for folks who walk up want to say hi to us? Bill? Well, I, I don't know. I we're mean, not I, doing that. Okay, I just no, want to clarify. no, no. But I did want to let people know we're we're sort of like uh, we're you know I, I wouldn't say you know. Like under, we're behind glass. We're this, you know, we're like in the zoo. Yeah, we are. We're a little bit. We're we're on. A, we're on display. Yeah, we are sort of. We're we're uh, we're, we're here as part of the uh, part don't of the ambiance. Don't feed the animals. Yeah, don't feed the radio hosts. Don't throw anything into it to the to the exhibit. Uh, but no, so we're we're here uh, in yeah, the. I've never uh, heard. Don't feed the radio. Oh hosts. no, no, they'll they'll feed them. Everyone feeds the radio hosts. No, so we're we're live at the. Uh, yeah, you know, be be careful if you don't. Feed, yeah, that's feed, right. Feed the radio hosts. I know we're here. Um, just steps from downtown. Uh, they're going to have watch parties tonight and tomorrow night for the Auburn baseball games. Uh, open tonight as well with Blackberry Breeze and Plato Jones on the uh, on the main stages. Uh, you know, a lot, lot of cool stuff going on at Sky Bar, and um, it's downtown. It's downtown Art Walk night, right here in uh, here in Auburn. Lots of folks uh, headed uh, headed downtown uh, for the uh, for the Art Walk. We're going to have the Jambulance there, and uh, and lots of. Uh, uh, yeah, lots of cool stuff going on. We encourage people to uh, uh, to uh, to check out. Of course, Sky Bar is going to have their doors open at seven, uh, but the art walk's going on uh, from uh, you know art walk starting at six. A uh, lot, lots of people uh, you know maybe 
uh, check check in at uh, check in at Sky Bar. Grab a cocktail if you're already downtown for the Art Walk tonight. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, th- also, you know, I-, I mentioned that there's usually something uh, downtown. You've got uh, Sons of Sailors Jimmy Buffett tribute band. Hey, and uh, some Polynesian entertainment as well. And, and you know, and food and drink and merchants. Oh yeah. Well. I mean, you know, if you've never been to to downtown Art Walk, it's usually a pretty good time. Oh, it is. So it's I would, cool. I would encourage folks. I may uh, I may may take a uh, take a stroll around after the uh, after the show is over and see what the uh, uh, see what the crowd is like and, and and wander here later. But it's it's uh, summer night downtown Art Walk presented by Parks and Recreation uh, here in the uh, in, in the city of Auburn, and it's uh, yeah going to be a, a a really good time. I, is the uh, is the Virginia Tech Oklahoma game over? Because we're seeing Knoxville right now. It looks like Notre Dame and Tennessee about to get started. So uh, maybe I missed the bottom of the ninth. But Oklahoma, uh, Oklahoma hanging on. They were they were up five four going into the bottom of the ninth, and that is your final. So two games down in the Super Regionals today. Auburn, of course, playing tomorrow night. The late game tomorrow. Um, well, is it the last game? When is the uh, UConn Stanford? game? I believe it is the late game. Maybe they're, maybe they're both nine o'clock. So yeah, no, I was no, no, say no, UConn no. Stanford looked late. I mean, that looked uh, it was listed after the Auburn game. No, UConn Stanford is the nine thirty game on ESPN. Oh, they're okay. Starting, yeah, UConn and Stanford's nine thirty. Auburn nine o'clock tomorrow night. Auburn baseball against Oregon State uh, on uh, on ESPN two at nine p.m. And again, uh, they're going to have it on all the screens here at Sky Bar. You're looking for somewhere to watch it, but uh, yeah, should be a. Uh, should be a great weekend of college baseball. We've already got two games in the books, and it looks like Knoxville is rocking already. Oh, they showed yeah, a couple the, of shots. Stadium is packed. I mean, they're at that, and that that game is still, uh, you know, it's still just a, about to start. About to start. So, uh, yeah, should be some. Uh, I, I would expect some trademark, really rowdy uh, atmospheres in some of the uh, some of the places that are. I, I want to see what Arkansas, North Carolina looks like tomorrow morning. I want to know how many Hogs fans made the trip to Chapel Hill. I mean, they were. They were in full force in Starkville right. last week, and this is a this is a team that, after a disappointing end to the regular season, just like Auburn, Arkansas, that's right, benefited from the layoff and played some of their best baseball of the season in regional play. And now, if they can beat number ten North Carolina, the Arkansas Razorbacks, a team that throughout the season looked like a College World Series contender didn't finish the season looking like a college world series contender losing all those games to alabama now if they can win a game or two or they can win two games in chapel hill they're going to omaha yeah it's interesting that uh, tonight today you have two sec teams that are hosting super regionals tomorrow there are three sec teams on the road you mentioned arkansas Ole miss at southern miss and of course auburn uh at oregon state it's our number two of the Friday drive and uh, the second hour. Fayetteville's only six hours from uh, Omaha, too. So if the, Ar- if, the Arkansas oh, yeah. Ra- if the Arkansas Razorbacks were to get in, uh, I-, I imagine, I imagine you would, you'd, hear, you'd hear some hog calling in the, uh, in the College World Series next week. Oh, yeah, yeah you're right about that. Uh, we'll continue talking about that. Uh, hour number two of the drive brought to you by our friends at the Orthopedic Clinic. East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika on the web at orthoclinic.com. And we said, yeah, we'd, we'd love for you to join in. You can call us on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. You can also text the show, 334-564-1840, on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. Oh, look at the... Uh 
Notre Dame, Notre Dame's got the uh, Golden Dome. Oh, wow. The, the, yeah, the Golden Chrome Domes uh, helmets, and they've got a leadoff single. Should, should be a uh, oh should, yeah should should be a really fun one there in uh, in Knoxville with with Notre Dame the, uh, the the Irish when did Notre Dame decide blue was was has blue always been one of their colors I mean I I, I never know sometimes watching teams and see some of the uniforms that they that's actually a purple. I've seen like. no, I've, I've seen that as one of the the I, alternate I, like sometimes they do the green I, I right? know I know sometimes they do the blue but yeah. I mean yeah I I guess uh, you know when when I watch the uh, the old Newt Rockney thing, it was black and white, so I couldn't tell what colors they I, were. You know, I, it, I, and it, feel, it feels weird to see them without any green in yeah, the uniform, right? Yeah, it does. Like it just, but, you know, that's, that's uh, you know, the, I guess the, the uh, you know, they, they, got, they got a couple different options there. And, and like you said, the, the, gold, the golden dome on the batting helmet is a... Uh, is, is, that's is a cool. A, man, that's a cool helmet. Is a, is a nice I like for Notre Dame. helmet. All right. Uh, uh, again, 334-321-1390 is the number to get you through to the drive. We'd love your thoughts. Anything you want to talk about sports-wise, what do you think about Auburn, Oregon State uh, coming up tomorrow? You want to talk anything else in the world of sports? Speaking of Auburn baseball, though, again, uh, we, we've been very fortunate uh, all season long to be able to spend some time. We were talking in the first hour about some of the numbers uh, that Sonny Deshera has put up. Jerry with a great call asking about, you know, some of the all-time numbers. Sonny Deshera right there on the verge uh, of of breaking records. He's in the top five all-time in, in home runs, on-base percentage, uh, walks in a season, and uh, just under the 400 mark batting average-wise. And he's been our guest throughout the season with Tiger Takes, brought to you by Auburn University Credit Union. Finance with family. Visit AUCU.org. Uh, check, check out Auburn Credit Union. But uh, um, we didn't get a chance to sit down with Sonny this week because they were practicing Wednesday and they were on the way to Corvallis yesterday. But Riley Hubbard is, you know, obviously part of our family, but he's working with baseball as well. And he had a chance to, uh, to spend a few minutes with the Auburn slugging first baseman, co-SEC player of the year, All-American. And I uh, thought we'd let you listen to that interview now here on the Friday Drive. So please be joined this hour by Auburn first baseman Sonny Deshera in this week's edition of Tiger Takes, presented by Auburn University Credit Union, a postseason edition of Tiger Takes once again as the Tigers were able to come out of the Auburn Regional that they hosted, uh, taking down Southeast southeastern Louisiana, uh, Florida State, and then UCLA in the finals uh, to go move on to Super Regionals. And, um, Sonny, a pretty exciting weekend at Blainson Park, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah, man. It was it's probably one of the best weekends I've been a part of being yeah. a home team. Yeah, and, you know, it, it's not often that Auburn gets to be the home team in the postseason. The last time it happened was back in 2010. Um, so the first time in 12 years Auburn gets chosen to be a uh, – a regional host site. I mean, that in itself. I mean, what does that mean to the team? Just to, to have that honor from the NCAA. I know you kind of felt like you were on the bubble of being a host versus being a two seed coming in. Oh yeah, man. It's, I mean, it's incredible for this organization and this uh, city to have that have the regional come back to Auburn. And yeah, I mean, you know, we had that tough last week there, and uh, we weren't sure if we were going to be a host or a two seed. And you know, thankfully, that come on that Sunday, uh, we were announced to host. And I think everybody just kind of got super giddy and. It was just a really, really, really good thing for this program. Yeah, I mean, 
winning uh, the regional, obviously, the way that, that Auburn did without even incurring a loss, do you, th- you feel like that kind of um, tells the NCAA they made a good decision? <laughs> I, I would I would hope so. Um, I think we ended up scoring like 51 runs in three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the most biased C team ever yeah. in the three game span in the regional, and I think it kind of opened up, even opened up our eyes. You know, after that week we had, and uh, opened up our eyes that we're still here and we're still playing. So yeah, I mean that was kind of that kind of leads to my next question. You know, obviously the the what ended up being a four game span against Kentucky didn't go necessarily the way that you guys wanted to, but you know, talk about how the offense kind of proved itself that it's it's back and the offense is obviously in postseason form scoring like you said 51 runs over three games I mean what was the deal with the offensive explosion uh, I, I think we were just kind of we you know we had that whole week here after the SEC tournament loss we had the whole week here just practicing and we really locked in and we had a, we had some great scrimmages that we had and uh, we just kind of started rolling again and started seeing the ball well and I think it was a good break from SEC teams mm-hmm. you know we had seen them for 10 straight weeks and so just being able to really lock in like we did was really uh, encouraging to see. Yeah, and obviously you personally had a great uh, weekend, but also, I mean, talk about your teammates a little bit. First, the first night, uh, the highlight was Cole Foster, who had not been in the lineup uh, for a couple weeks prior due to injury, but he gets reinserted into the lineup, into the two spot, and he hits three home runs, one of which was a grand slam, and in the first inning, you guys scored 11 runs against southeastern Louisiana, one from the left side, one from the right side, and nine RBIs. Talk about talk about his progression. That, that night was absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything like it. So, I mean, he's uh, he you know he had that injury. Might have been might have been against Arkansas, and uh, he's de- dealing with something with his oblique or something. Um, you know, just to he worked back. He worked his way back. He got better every week, and and it was a uh, it was pretty encouraging to see him you know get back in lineup and do what he did. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, another highlight, Brody Moore going five for five, uh, and later was named the uh, the all tournament uh, MVP. Talk about just how he's kind of more or less one of the the biggest leaders on on the team. You know, he's been here for a while, and also is, is your shortstop. Um, but talk about you know his leadership uh, as as well as you know what he means to the team on in the field and at the plate. Mm-hmm. I mean him him and uh, Casey Howell, they both they both won a region. They both won a super region. They've been to Omaha, and so uh, having those two guys around who knows what, know what it's like to you know just keep getting that next step. I think they're just the you know, kind of the unsung heroes of this team. Just in the dark, they they they, they lead us. They, they let us know everything's going to be okay, and uh, just they know how to win. For sure, for sure. Well, um, you know, kind of putting a putting a bow on it. Obviously, we t- we've already talked about what it meant to have a regional here at Plainsman Park. I mean, have you have you ever seen an atmosphere like that at all? Obviously, you grew up an Auburn fan. Have you ever seen an atmosphere like that? You know, at an Auburn baseball field? Uh, no, I've not. I've never seen that at an Auburn baseball field. I'll tell you that. Uh, I kind of last year I played in the Mississippi State Regional, and I mean, I was drawing comparisons to that with just how rowdy and how many people were there, and so. It was definitely awesome that just have that around. Yeah, I mean, you guys have gotten awesome support, uh, especially once the postseason run has kind of begun. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think uh, I don't know how many Auburn fans are going to be able to make it to Corvallis, but <laughs> but uh, ho- hopefully we can take care of business and we can see a bunch of them over in Omaha. Yeah, I mean, just moving on. So you guys win the Auburn Regional, um, and next stop, as you mentioned, is Corvallis, Oregon. Uh, obviously, a lot that, that that's a lot of mileage to cover. Um, you're in a different time zone. The first and second games are scheduled for uh, what I like to say body time, 9.30 body time, 9.30 central time. So the guys, you know, 
the supporters over on this side of the world are going to have to kind of stay up late. Talk about um, just kind of the not only the acclimation to the time, but also that it's going to be colder, uh, thicker, things of that nature. Yeah, there's going to be all different types of uh, environmental things that we can't control. Uh, we're just, you know, we're going to get off that plane on Thursday. We're just going to do everything we can to get our bodies right and minds right just to, you know, kind of push that over the edge because in the end we're still just playing a game. Mm-hmm. And uh, hopefully we can put everything like that behind us and just let it roll. Yeah, for sure. And, uh, I mean, most people probably know this, but you do have a day in there. Um, so that that should, that should help a good bit as well. Uh, I mean, talking about Oregon State, uh, I don't know how much you've necessarily looked at their team. Obviously, very respected, their top five seed, national seed in the country. I mean, what are your thoughts uh, just on their team and how, how Auburn matches up with them uh, early on? I mean, they're, uh, they're going to be tough. I mean, and it doesn't matter really who you play in the Super Regional is going to be tough. So, uh, we're just, you know, going to get up there on Thursday night and practice on Friday and just really talk about the team and who they got. And I personally haven't seen much on them. That's just, you know, West Coast teams and Pac-12 versus SEC, you just, you, you really just pay attention to your own league. And so, sure. um, you know, I, I, the only thing I know about them is they got the Pac-12 player of the year who was a hitter, and they also have the Pac-12 pitcher of the year. Uh, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be a fun grind, man. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, it, I think it's going to be a really, it's going to be a really fun series. And from the offensive point of view, I mean, I guess just kind of keep doing what you're doing, right? You're, you guys are obviously doing something right, and you're seeing the ball pretty well to play personally. Yeah, we're going to, we're going to have a good practice today, and, uh, we're really going to lock things back in and just keep them rolling. Uh, that was very encouraging to see our offense get back up like that. And so once everybody's rolling, I think we're going to be pretty hard offensive stop. Absolutely. Well, um, Sonny, I really appreciate uh, your time. Hope you guys have a safe trip uh, out to Oregon, taking on the Oregon State Beavers. Again, uh, that series will be Saturday, Sunday, and then if necessary, uh, play a game on uh, Monday. Good luck to you in War Eagle. War Eagle. All right. When we come back, we'll have more with Bill and Dan in the studio. You're listening to The Drive on ESPN 106.7. Auburn Opelika's sports leader. Now, more of The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Coming up on 520, Bill and Dan here at Sky Bar um, on this Friday afternoon. Yes, uh, um, some folks that may not have realized it now are finding out that downtown is blocked off. And uh, more, more, more of a challenge for some than others. Oh, no, no, he's got. He's, he's going to be cleared. I think. I think we got our. our well, now that the, now the other yeah. car was able to get out of the way. I get mean, we're talking about a. How about this? A uh, trailer. Yeah. With your with your vehicle, I would avoid Toomer's Corner at the moment. Yeah. Make alternate plans. Realize you're not going to be able to drive through. Right. Right Toomer's Street. Corner. Right Street is blocked off as well. So you know you're going to need to go. Uh, you know, a little little. Yeah. As a matter of fact, you can turn down Right Street, but you cannot come up Right Street to get onto I, West Bag. I'm not sure they want people turning. On to Wright Street either with the way that, or maybe not. Maybe no. Yeah, I no, think, it's okay. I think okay. they they have to on give com- them yeah. some way right. to to turn and go around okay. for folks that are coming up, you know, coming 
uh, I believe, up West Mag I, toward downtown. I believe West. So I believe access to Tumors Corner is blocked from Wright Street to Gay Street. That yes. is the way they're going to do it. So so you're not going to be able to get um, between. And then I believe Samford and Glen. I would get would be my guesses. As far as where else on on tumors, yes, you're not going to be able to get uh, maybe right. maybe Thatch, either Sanford or Thatch and Glen. So avoid the downtown area with your vehicle. But a lot of cool stuff happening downtown. Summer night Thatch art walk is where it's going to be. The, uh, the the reasoning for the uh, the, the the traffic uh, disruption is uh, is is tonight's uh, uh, summer night uh, art walk. And if you're uh, if you're looking for something to do tonight, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Merchant specials, live music. Uh, the work of local and regional artists, uh, culinary contest. I believe something involved. I think it's like a coconut uh, culinary. Yeah, I heard something about. Yeah, you were telling. You were mentioning coconut, something. You a coconut cream pie guy? No. It, do you want a banana, banana cream pie? You, yes. Okay, so banana. Yes, coconut. Now see, no. here's the thing. It's 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 uh, it's aesthetics. Yeah. I'll tell you what it is. I love the taste of coconuts. I cannot the shave stand, it. I cannot stand. I feel like. Yeah. There's little pieces that I, I don't like. Why? Whose brilliant idea was that? That that's how you present coconut. Let's dry it and flake it. Shave and it. Cut it into little yeah. bitty pieces. No. You know, chunks of coconut. Bill's a fan. I, I love. Bill's a fan of real coconut. I love the the taste of coconut. Ch- but but I coconut shavings. I do not like. It's a texture thing. Yes. Yeah, oh, te- absolutely. I do not. Yeah. With You know, c- cakes and pies to me, I, I want them. I want them smooth unless it is a filling. You know, I, I don't mind there, you know, being like uh, uh, like pecans I or would, blueberries I or strawberries. Coconut, or, coconut you know. cream pie, if presented a list of desserts, I'm probably not going to choose the coconut cream pie of the options. But if you got a good coconut cream pie and I can have a little bit of it, I will happily take it. I mean, it's, it's still, it's, it's, it's good stuff. Not, not one of my favorites, but, a, uh, but no, I, I can... Um, I, I can appreciate a well-made uh, coconut cream pie, and so yeah, coconut uh, culinary contest. One of the uh, the many things going on at the Summer Night Downtown Art Walk tonight, and Sky Bar is going to be open at seven. So if you're already down here, uh, pop in and, uh, and grab a cocktail once the doors open here at Sky Bar at seven o'clock tonight. Yeah, again, uh, the the Summer Night Downtown Art, Art Walk is uh, six to ten, and there'll be uh, music downtown from the Sun Sons of Sailors, the Jimmy Buffett uh, Jimmy Buffett Tribute Band, and the Mahalani Polynesian uh, Entertainment. So, uh, hey, there's entertainment here as well. You've mentioned it a few times. That, that's right, uh, Blackberry Breeze and uh, and Plato Jones uh, tonight, and there there will be. Um, uh, yeah, entertainment going on all weekend, and of course the live uh, the Auburn baseball games on the big screens uh, tonight or tomorrow. And Feels funny, doesn't it, that there's baseball, college baseball being played, and and Auburn's in, Auburn's in the super regional, but it's not tonight. You know, that's why the week has seemed like a funny way. To, it feels like well, it shouldn't be Friday yet because you play Friday normally play Friday through Sunday. Uh, a uh, piece of news we were talking about during the commercial break that we haven't gotten to yet. As uh, Yeah, speaking know, of playing on the West Coast. That's right. We know another Auburn basketball game this schedule. The, uh, uh, as, as, we, you know, as, as details about the schedule trickle out this summer, Auburn announcing earlier today that they will play in Seattle against the Washington Huskies on December 21st. That is the second game of that week against a Pac-12 opponent on the road. Auburn is going to USC. Yeah, Auburn's making a, a road trip and going to go through going to go through the Pac-12. A couple of uh, major media markets on the West Coast. Auburn is going to go to Los Angeles, take on Southern California in December 18th, that game at the Galen Center. And then they're going to go up to uh, Seattle, take on 
the Washington Huskies on December. What is December twenty first? Is that a? Let me see if I can get the uh, the details. I do one. not. I do not. December twenty first is a Wednesday night, so they're playing. So US, Saturday, Wednesday, playing USC on a Saturday, and then playing at Washington on Wednesday, December twenty first. Auburn games we already knew about. They've got home games against George Mason, uh, and uh, that's the season opener on November seventh. Uh, they've got. Southern, uh, they've got South Florida and St. Louis in November. Those games on the 11th and 27th. Uh, Auburn will play. It's been reported that Auburn will play on the road against App State this year as part of a home-and-home, so Auburn could make a road trip probably in November uh, to Boone, North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, I'm sure that, that well, or, or it could be early December. could be early December when yeah. Auburn makes that trip. There's also the Cancun Challenge. November 15th, Auburn plays Winthrop at Neville Arena. Uh, they go to Mexico. They'll play Bradley on the 22nd, and then either Liberty or Northwestern on the 23rd. Uh, and uh, so, so we've, you know, we know about about 10 of the out of conference games right. on Auburn's schedule between the different games that have been reported and the tournament matchups uh, with the uh, with, with the teams in Cancun. Yeah, so that's uh, that's interesting. So yeah, what, one more note about Washington. Uh, Keon Brooks, uh, Kentucky, one of the top players uh, coming out of high school of, uh, I think it was class of 2020, uh, who played at Kentucky, uh, went into the transfer portal after this season, played a little bit uh, this year at Kentucky, but uh, they, they, uh, you know, they, they sort of went in a different direction, and, uh, and he figures to be one of the stars of this year's uh, Washington team. Former Oregon center Frank uh, Kepnang, uh, who played a lot uh, for the Ducks, is, uh, has transferred to Washington as well. They were just over 500 last year was Washington, but they've gone and made a, a couple of additions into the transfer portal. I believe the coach at Washington is still the guy that was the Syracuse right-hand man for 30 years. And then... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't it's remember. It's the same coach that, that when, when, when Washington okay. came here in, uh, in 2019, but he's the... Um, I'm blanking on his name, but he's the... Uh, he, he, was, he was Jim Beheim's assistant for a very long time. A lot of people thought he was going to eventually take over at Syracuse, and they ended up coming to it. Mike Hopkins is his name. He was the um, he was Syracuse assistant. Listen to this resume, Bill. Uh, we, it's it's sort of like Arizona's coach, at, uh, the, the Gonzaga, Arizona's coach formerly at Gonzaga. Um, Mike Hopkins, uh, Washington head coach, played at Syracuse from eighty nine to ninety three. Became an assistant at Syracuse in ninety five. Stayed as an assistant at Syracuse from ninety five to twenty fifteen. Became the interim head coach at Syracuse when Jim Beheim was suspended right. in 2015. Then went back to being the assistant. So, more or less, from 89 to 17, Mike Hopkins was either a player or an assistant coach for Jim Beheim at Syracuse. And then left. He's originally from California. Left to take the job at Washington. Uh, over 500 at Washington, just barely. Has made an NCAA tournament uh, at Washington. Made it a couple of years ago. Uh, but he was a... Uh, uh, yeah, really popular figure at Syracuse and has uh, brought a lot of those qualities uh, to Washington. Should be an interesting matchup when Auburn squares off with the Huskies uh, in December. New game just announced for Auburn basketball schedule. How about that, though? 89, yeah. 89 to 17 at Syracuse. And then he jumps over to Washington as the new Washington head coach. That is a, uh, that's, not a, that's not a jump. That is a that is a trick. Well, no, and, and it's it's similar. I mean, Syracuse. I mean, we're we're talking about UConn yeah. to to. But, but to see to see someone with just one school on the resume for a oh, really yeah. long time, not as the head what coach. What was the connection? He's from California, okay. so he's a West Coast guy. Maybe initially, that's how he was just gone for a long time. And it, I think it's Tommy Floyd is the head coach at Arizona. Who it's the same thing where 
Um, he he was he was the assistant at Gonzaga for twenty two years. So he was he was I mean decades as decades as an assistant at one place, and then he, he turns it into a head coach at a different place. Also in the Pac twelve, there's two coaches in the Pac twelve who have very strange resumes, and then it's, it's a lot of time at just one place, and then they jump over to be the head coach somewhere different. All right, we'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn hotline, 334-321-1390. Bill and Dan into the uh, final half hour of the Friday Drive from Skybar. Get back to The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Friday afternoon. Uh, Notre Dame, not only did they uh, get the leadoff runner on, but Notre Dame with two in the first in Knoxville, sort of uh, calming the uh, crazy crowd there in Knoxville. Uh, I believe they've added a, a third. Uh, they, yeah, they it's added, three. Yeah, they've, they've added. It's three here. They scored one in the second. I mean, yeah. it was two to nothing uh, with Tennessee batting in the bottom of the first. Notre Dame's already scored to uh, start the top of the second. Two home runs for Notre Dame already in the uh, in in the first uh, in the in the first two innings of the game. Tidwell for uh, for Tennessee with three earned already as he uh, tries to get through a second inning. So not the start that the Knoxville diehards were hoping for as the uh, Notre yeah, Dame. You're right about that. As, as Notre Dame jumps on Tennessee, uh, three nothing to start uh, tonight's game in Knoxville. Game one of the. Uh, of of the uh, of, of the series in the super regional to decide whether or not the number one team in the field makes it to the college world series. Yep, uh, already a couple of games final today as East Carolina knocks off uh, Texas <laughs> by the score of thirteen to seven. Oh my goodness! Uh, interesting way to end the first inning as uh, uh, a ground ball that's bobbled uh, the the runner trying to avoid, goes inside the baseline, then back out and is tagged out. But, I mean, uh, yeah, Notre Dame with a with another run in the second. Uh, you got to turn toward, you got to turn into foul territory. You can't turn into fair territory when you're when you're trying to ah, avoid a play base, at first base. running base. mistake. Oh, yeah. Three nothing, no Notre Dame. Anyway, as I was saying, East Carolina knocked off Texas 13-7. Uh, to seven. So the home team winning there. But the road team winning at Blacksburg as Oklahoma jumped out to a 5-0 lead over Virginia Tech. Held on. Virginia Tech with a couple of two-run homers to um, pull within one. But they couldn't, uh, couldn't do any more. And Virginia Tech drops the first game of their Super Regional 5-4. Well, let me ask you, Bill. You've watched a lot of Auburn baseball this year. You've been to the ballpark for a lot of these series. Uh, how are you feeling about the team going into 
this weekend? What needs to go well? Uh, what, what do you think? Um, you know, what what surprised you about this past weekend, and uh, and and how you feel? Well, in obviously, general? I mean, well, uh, who was expecting fifty-one runs in three games? I mean, you know, you were hoping that that you could do a reset offensively. You're hoping Sonny could get things going again, and he really did. But um, but but Cole Foster back in the lineup. I mean, he got it started with two home runs in the first inning of the opening game. It was contributions throughout the lineup, right? I mean, that was. I mean, yeah, yeah but I mean, but I mean, when, not, when, to, not to diminish when, when, yeah, when you hit two homers in the first inning <laughs> of the first game that you're playing in a regional, that sort of sets the tone. One, Eleven runs in the first, you know, so one of them's, well, a, actually, one of them's a grand slam. Yeah, that's right. Nine RBIs in the game, three homers and nine RBIs. <laughs> so yeah, a, 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 uh, you'd love to see Auburn be able to jump on Oregon State, get a lead early against Herpy. The the uh, the the ace for Oregon State because if they can do something, you know, like Notre Dame has done here, jumping on Tennessee early, uh, something to take the crowd up because Oregon State's crowd's going to really be into it too. They're they're uh, you know licking their lips at all right. Here's another SEC team and they knocked off Vandy in the regional and now they've got this uh, uh, this other SEC team coming in. They'd love to sort of make a statement for the Pac-12. What was the um? And you know what? Now, now let me let me check on that, Bill. Nine RBIs, right? You said that was, that was Cole, Cole had nine in the uh, in in the Georgia Southern game. Yeah. Where is that in the single game? Auburn. Oh, I, we hadn't looked that one up. RBI yeah. single game I, I, RBI. I bet somebody had double figures RBIs in a game. We were looking up some All of right, the numbers yeah, because because Sonny Deshera has moved into the. Uh, top five in, in quite a few single season. We didn't look up much single game. Auburn, you know, now I will say this. I, I feel fairly confident that Auburn's never had a player hit four homers in a game. So Cole Foster probably has tied that all-time Auburn single game record. All right, so let's take a look, see here, at single game record for RBIs. You are right. Uh, Bob Berry in 1982, Bill had 10 RBIs in a game for Auburn. So Bob Berry. You know who Bob Berry was? Who was Bob Berry? He was a quarterback. Is that right? Yeah, he came to Auburn on a football scholarship quarterback from over in Georgia. Very highly touted. Um, he was a high school All-American quarterback, also third baseman. Pretty good pretty good hitter? Oh, yeah, he was a pretty good hitter. Ten RBIs in a Actually, game. Actually, he was a better, better, yeah, he was a better baseball player than he was a football T- player. Ten RBIs in, uh, in a game in 1982, the team record, single-game RBI record for uh, for Auburn. So just one, one away was uh, uh, was Cole. And what was the other one, home runs? Single-game yeah. home uh, runs? I, I would think he's matched three. a few guys. Three, and the uh, the last guy before Cole, uh, the, uh, the last player to hit three home runs in a game for Auburn was uh, Tony Caldwell who did it in an SEC game in 2011. So over 10 years since Auburn had a three-home run performance in, uh, by, by any player, uh, and it was uh, accomplished by Cole in Super Regionals last week. Over 10 years since Auburn had a three-home run game. Well, you know, it, it had probably been over 10 years since Auburn had 51, 51 <laughs> runs in a series as well. Even though it wasn't really a series, it was three different teams. But, uh, but yeah, that's, um, you know, if, if Auburn gets off to a good start, can uh, can push something across against the Oregon State ace, and and can get you know could, they they need to get at least to the mid to late innings with Trace Bright. I you know, wa- you need to get need to get at least into the fifth. I wonder if two home runs in the same inning had ever happened at Auburn before, because I'm looking at the uh, uh, so that, so they they make note of the players who have had two doubles in an inning before. 
but the media guy does not note any player having hit two home runs in an inning before in a baseball game. Bill, is it possible? Is it is it possible, Cole Foster? That's very possible. Was the fr- because, was the I mean, that's, that's very, first that's very uh, rare they have- to, to hit two homers in an inning. I, I would say it, if, if it had ever happened at Auburn before, I doubt it happened in the first inning. I mean, Stephen Williams and Tim Hudson are among the players that have had two doubles in an inning before, and the Auburn media guide makes note of that. It does not. It tells you there have been several players who hit three homers in a game. Doesn't tell you anything about an inning, which makes me wonder if maybe, uh, maybe two home runs uh, is the uh, is the team record for uh, for an inning uh, for, uh, for 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 a single game. Yeah. So yeah. Hopefully the Auburn bats can uh, stay healthy. You know what? I, I'm I'm sure, and I didn't get a chance to go to uh, to Butch's um, media availability before the team left, but. Baseball is such a game of superstition. Don't you know that they wanted to replicate exactly what they did the week before as they were getting ready for the regional? I mean, st- I mean, not only the team, but I guarantee you every player. Well, let's see. Everyone who had a good series, which is just about just everybody. Just about everybody. Just about everybody would want to try to remember, what did I do last week? And and make sure they do the same. Yeah, thing again. you know, I mean, try try to find uh, try to find a routine, and especially especially when last week is you know when when a home series is so different than a best of three, uh, several time zones away. You know, trying to stay in your routine and trying to um, you know to try, trying to to continue to do the things that you know will lead to success is one of the challenges uh, for for a team in an unfamiliar uh, atmosphere. So yeah, I'm sure Auburn is. Uh, you know, I wonder if they're bringing some food from back home instead of trying the uh, instead of trying the local establishments in yeah. Corvallis or something because they, uh, you know, they they want to be able to recapture as much of uh, of what worked last week as uh, as possible. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. What what you know? What are you looking for? What do you think uh, this weekend as Auburn goes to Oregon State? And let's get to Tex. Hey Tex. Uh, pretty amazing. You're bringing up a lot of old names that I'm extremely familiar with. Well, I mean, Tex, I'm, I'm diving through the media guide here after uh, we had a caller ask about some single single season records. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, well, Bob Berry, by the way, was out of Southwest DeKalb. He was one of the top rated quarterbacks. Oh yeah. Uh, he was a uh, what's the guy's name that? Uh, oh, Bill, the guy who used to do the recruiting thing all the time. The, the first one. Um, Max, Max Mfinger? Or, no, Joe Max. Terranova or Max Mfinger? Terranova. It, no, it was Max Mfinger. Oh, and I was yeah. driving, he was driving to Atlanta one day, and he asked a trivia question about a kid from Southwest DeKalb who was a top-rated quarterback that ended up being a good baseball player, and I called in an answer, and he said, how could you possibly know that? Because <laughs> he was a team. <laughs> so, but... Uh, uh, hey, just real quick, you brought up Paul Foster. Bill, you're not allowed to a- answer. Have you? Did you put out my trivia question? No, I did not, and I did not know the answer. Yeah. So, so Dan, what oh, was boy. Paul Foster, who you talked about? So Dan had no idea who Paul Foster was. Yeah. By the way, Paul Foster from Tuscaloosa. Yeah, absolutely. And so, uh, what was his job? What was his career choice post Auburn? Paul Foster. What did, I, I, I don't know what Paul Foster did after he played baseball. It, it's, not, it's not just a, a, a normal gig. I'm guessing not, if Tex is asking me about it. What, what, 
What did Paul Foster end up doing? You would never, ever guess. Uh, you might see him at an inauguration in Washington, D.C., maybe trotting beside a the presidential limo. Is he, yeah, is he in the Secret the, Service? Dark glasses. Is, yeah. he the, is he in the Secret Service? He was. He's retired. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Oh, that's 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 really that that's a very a very cool a very cool job to uh to jump into after uh after after a highly successful uh, baseball career. So we also had a guy named John Reynolds who was a walk on back in my day who didn't didn't play much uh, kind of like me and then he uh, went on to be a Secret Service agent also. So it's kind of interesting. Uh, so here's what I think. I think a lot's being made about Auburn traveling 2,700 miles. They were on an airplane for a couple hours. That's not really a big deal. That's <laughs> uh, uh, more than a couple. Well, I understand. Uh, yeah, Bora, I, 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 I get what you mean. Bora Bora is 11 hours and 15 minutes from L.A. That's an that's airplane ride. So uh, I will tell you this. If they brought their cleats, their gloves, their shoes, and their contacts so they could see, and they swing the bat the way that they did this past weekend, they, they could fly all the way around the world twice and then play. Uh, to me, that's the key. Their ability to put the ball in play hard, uh, to put constant pressure on defenses. And then also, we, we had talked about it earlier, is uh, I saw that where they fielded 991, I think it was, in the, in the uh, regional at Auburn. If they field at that level, I think they win. I, I think they win. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that that's I was talking about that the other day, Tex. I mean, not only did they make routine plays, they made some plays look routine that were very difficult plays. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was really impressed with, with the way Auburn played in the field. They appear to anticipate quite a bit. Uh, it's it's amazing to me. One thing they talked about uh, the, uh, in the interview with Sonny DeShera, you know, how did you prepare for pitchers you'd never seen? If, if you'll notice when you watch the game often, especially the first and even into the second time around, when guys come back through, they're talking to the on-deck hitters. They, right. They're, they're, they're having communication about what's going on, and uh, they, they seem really focused. I think we're going to pitch maybe the best that we have all year. And I, I'm I'm really interested in seeing Man. how the how the bats uh, how the Auburn bats travel because the the Oregon State hitting they have a couple of dangerous hitters in the lineup. But well, their top four guys but, are all like three forty plus. But, but statistically speaking, very I mean they they were not they were I mean they were behind a couple of other Pac twelve teams offensively yeah. this year. I mean they they weren't they weren't a powerhouse in that. I mean they're they're good teams they're behind. One of them's UCLA. I mean UCLA you know probably had a more productive year at the plate. Than, than Oregon State. Well, I believe they hit two. I believe they hit over two ninety. I think Auburn hit two ninety eight, which was third in the league, in the SEC. Right. So I mean, it's it's a uh, no. It's an Oregon State team that that's got some. I mean, it, it, there's there's weapons, but I'm uh yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how they hit the Auburn. Uh, you know how, how how Auburn hits against this Oregon State pitching staff, and if Auburn's pitchers can miss bats as as successfully as they did uh, in um in in, in Plainsman Park last weekend. Yeah, and one one more thing. Last night, by the way, Bill, taking after y'all, we went to the Brooks and Dunn concert in Lafayette, Louisiana, yesterday. <laughs> hey, Cajun Dome uh, in the Cajun Dome. Love the Cajun Packed Dome. to the rims. It was sweet. It, it was really good. Really good. But ran into yeah, they, they, we, what we, is what? What do they call them? The tour? It's got something to do with the boots, good and boogie. It's like the uh, back to or or what is it? Uh, 
It's got I, a cool have, name for the was, tour. Oh man! It was a, all right. Father's Day surprise for me. So, oh. uh, so anyway, I ran in. We were at an Italian restaurant there before, and, and two people come walking up, and Cindy saw them, and they were coming up from behind me. Uh, longtime second baseman Burke Broussard, who had a son named Brant Broussard that also played second base mm-hmm. at LSU. A uh, longtime coach here in in the Baton Rouge area came up, and we got to talking about Corvallis and uh, spending time talking about regionals. He went there when LSU went there. I think it was nineteen, eighteen or nineteen. He said it's going to be really interesting because one of the things they had a little bit of trouble with is the fans are brutal, maybe more brutal than anybody else in the Southeastern Conference. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, that was probably. Um, I don't think. Was it a super regional? Yeah, so uh, that would have been eighteen because that's the last time Oregon yeah. State was in a super regional. By the way, they won. They won it all that year. Yeah, and so my guess is, if I had to live in Oregon, I'd be ornery too. So, uh. <laughs> hey, we're, well, it rains all the time. Tex, uh, hey, if you're ever in, uh, if you're ever, because I, I so, in, I so rarely get to give you recommendations for things in Louisiana, but the next time you're in Lafayette, you gotta go to the old time grocery if you've never been before. It is. I had a I had a po' boy from the old time grocery when Troy went to to play Louisiana a couple of years ago. I had a sandwich from there. I still think about sometimes. Tex, you got to go to the old time. It's been around for decades in Lafayette. It's a, a little sandwich shop they got there that I can recommend uh, wholeheartedly. Well, I appreciate it because I have eaten there before. It is it's, oh, all right, it's great. A, it's standard in Lafayette. By the way, yeah. I can't even remember. A place we went to, but it's been there for seventy years. Evidently, when people get there, they don't leave. So, uh, but it I'll was good. Find find that name out, and I'll put that one on the list. And uh, when we uh, when we make the trip there this season, uh, I will do it. Hey guys, appreciate it. Uh, I think uh, I, got, I got a feeling we win it too. I have no idea wow, why. That'd be great. I think we win. I mean, it, it, it's it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be jarring, and we're going to see a little bit of it. Maybe if this Tennessee score holds. I mean, mm-hmm. no matter who loses game one, you're up against the eight ball because you got to win two and three. But if you're at home and you lose game one, I imagine that pressure. I mean, it is that is a reversal of fortune to go from being the yep. favorite at home, feeling yep. great, to suddenly you got to win two games or your season's over. Yeah. Well, maybe uh, Tennessee can lose, and then they can do the one finger salute while they're running off. Everybody can do that to that's them. How many, that's yeah. how many more games they would have to lose to end their season. Yeah, that's Tex, right. They... <laughs> All right, that's guys. Three nothing. Talk to you later. All right, Tex. Yeah, three nothing. Notre uh, Notre Dame batting in the third. All right, we'll get to our final break of the uh, Friday drive. Love for you to join in on the Kia of Auburn Hotline three three four three two one thirteen ninety as we wind it down from Skybar. You're live on The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 106.7. And online at ESPNAU.com. And on Fox Sports Central Alabama at 98.3 FM in Birmingham and Sylacauga. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive. Final few minutes here on this Friday afternoon, man. Uh, it's been great out here at Skybar. It feels great outside right now. Uh, you know, hopefully the weather holds up. There's some clouds coming in, but downtown Art Walk, 
uh, just getting underway. We've seen a lot of pedestrians, right, Bill, making their way downtown uh, as part of this, uh, you know, as, as part of the, the group going to, uh, to see the downtown art walk tonight. I would encourage folks to go check that out. Merchants, uh, uh, a cooking contest, uh, drinks, uh, live music, lots of cool stuff going on in downtown Auburn tonight. And then, of course, Sky Bar, their doors will be open tonight at 7 o'clock. But all weekend long, Auburn baseball watch parties tomorrow night and Sunday night for the 9 o'clock games between Auburn and Oregon State. They'll have them on every screen. Whoa, Bill. Take a look in Knoxville. Uh, an odd homer for Notre Another homer for Notre Dame. As we got another Is that Notre, three bombs for a, Notre Dame? A third Notre Dame homer. And the Irish are fighting in uh, in Knoxville right now. Is that a, was that a solo? Five nothing. Five. Five nothing Notre Dame. Five. I mean, now Tennessee can score, and they can score fast, uh, and they can score in a hurry. But yeah, who, still. Who was that team? That wonder was that? what the crowd. I mean, we, we have headphones on. We have no audio here. Wonder what the crowd is like in Knox, Vegas. I feel like they're probably making as much. You know what? Probably doesn't matter that the game's on mute. The TV's on mute, Bill. Right. It's probably just as quiet there, uh, even if we were to somehow uh, uh, turn the sound on. And, um, you know, I, I have to, uh, I don't know, Bill. That, that, is, that is a, I mean, you don't, you're right. You don't want to go too far. I, I imagine the team that was up 12 nothing last weekend felt pretty good about their chances, and then they ended up losing uh, by double digits. Uh, anyway, so things can turn, but yeah, how, how about that? What a start for Notre Dame. They jump on Tennessee 5 nothing. Hey, it was great being here at Sky Bar. Yeah, it really was. Oh. Yeah, I really had a, really had a uh, good time. We appreciate them uh, having us out. Again, everybody have a great weekend. Don't forget, if you're downtown, this is a great place to uh, check out Auburn baseball the next couple of nights. Text thing and Auburn wraps it up in two. Well, we'll talk about it on Monday. Brian Matthews should be with us. Going to be a fun show because a lot of recruiting to talk about as well. But we're out of time here on the Friday Drive. Have a great weekend, everybody. We are out of here.